What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Whether it's taking all your little ones to their sporting events or everybody getting together and taking a ride to the beach, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure. With features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together learn more about the all-new hyundai santa fe at hyundaiusa.com what's poppin logan murdoch roger bell real ones (sighs) roger how you doing man Slow mo, hey, slow motion. An hour earlier on a Monday morning, like I'm good. Yourself? I'm doing. I'm actually doing great. Yeah. It's just gonna be a heavy discussion. I'm ready to go, man. It's it's right after this. I'm in the Bay right now. I'm ready. I'm about to go to uh, Warriors Media Day. I'm about to just. It's about. We're about to get. It's Media Day day. So I'm ready to like you know get my, the blood is pumping. It's like the night like last night. I couldn't sleep because I was ready for the ooh, NBA season. Ooh, big things but, I watch. Big t- yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Big things on the horizon. We here lock in. But before we get to the, the the NBA season and media day and things like that, there was a Rolling Stone article that came out on Sunday. Raja, you had to do it. Um, I was chilling. I was chilling, getting ready to like do the rundown for the show, and Sasha Mack puts this article in the chat and says, "Should we talk about this?" Mm. And I'm like. First, I see the headline, which reads, the NBA's anti-vaxxers are trying to push around the league, and it's working. This is by Matt Sullivan, who is a writer. The logo, you know, is, the logo is dope, too. The logo is dope. Yeah, shout out to Rolling Stone for the logo. Yeah, shout out to Rolling Stone for the logo. For, just from an artistic standpoint. Yes. Not what it, I guess, what I don't know what it represents, but from an artistic, nice little yeah, logo. Yeah, nice touch. Uh, Matt Sullivan, who has written for GQ, Lisa Report, um, has written a book, Can't Knock the Hustle. Um, on the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And um, so he's tapped in. So he has written an article for Rolling Stone basically talking about how um, 10% of the league is uh, who, are un- who is unvaccinated is trying to uh, f- force their agenda, Raja Bell, who is they're trying to force... Um, uh, they're, they're trying to force... You know, maybe, you know, let's loosen the guidelines on vaccinations. Let's loosen the guidelines on certain things. No testing on off days, Raja. No, um, just trying to get some concessions and um, not and pushing back on the league's hope that they can get 100 percent vaccination rates or at least 99 percent and require vaccinations to be on the floor. And this is coming as uh, cities like San Francisco. Um and New York City are enforcing vaccine mandates where um, if you're over 12 and you want to go to a sporting event, you got to get jabbed up. You got to get your, you got to get your shot. And um, this is coming on uh, on the heels. This came out on Sunday on the heels of uh, other reporting uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle. Rusty Simmons uh, reporting that Andrew Wiggins is not vaccinated. 
and from the Golden State Warriors, he's not vaccinated and he has to go through his set of protocols and might not probably won't be able to play home games until he's vaccinated. Um, but all that comes as uh, th- this story comes. That comes on the heels of the story where basically um, the centerpiece of this story is one Kyrie Irving. Now, we will get to all the ins and outs of Kyrie Irving, but it's players like Kyrie Irving who we're not exactly sure if he's vaccinated or not, but he news came out before we did this podcast that he's not going to Brooklyn Nets media day because, because he's in COVID safety protocols right now. Um, we will get to all that in a second. And then we have guys like Jonathan Isaac, who is proud unvaccinated, unvaccinated player, proud unvaccinated player. He's um, bugging. And base. And we're we're talking about how basically the which honestly happens in this country a lot and happens in the workplace. The minority is basically trying to make decisions for the majority. Right. And we've seen this all throughout. Um, I want to lock in on Kyrie Irving because he is the centerpiece of this story. They talked to his aunt. Um, Basically, Kyrie Irving is um, he's liking. post on Instagram, and I know you, it's about co- some conspiracy claims that secret societies are implementing vaccines and a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan. I have to read that out to you because this is, this is where we're at right now. This is where we're at. Um, and there's hesitancy from all ends from Kyrie, and this story really reads about how um, basically, Kyrie Irving and some other guys are being a little hesitant to get the vaccine. Raja, what are, you read this story? What is your what are your impressions of this story? What do you think about this going forward? Is this going to be a thing going forward? Um, yeah. Going into the uh, training camp, it's definitely gonna be. A th- it's a thing right now. He missed media day this morning. Kyrie Irving missed media yeah. day this morning. It's a thing. It's officially a thing. How big is missing media day? How how big well, is missing media day? Second straight, by the yes, way. Yes, uh, in and of itself, not a huge deal, right? But but when you consider the context um, and the history there um, with with the Nets uh, and Kyrie, it, it's a big thing. I feel sorry for the Nets. I do. I feel sorry for Sean Marks. I feel, I feel sorry for my good friend, even though I talked shit on the show last week about Stevie Nash going into his second year. Um, just with, just with the distractions and this, and the, the silliness, the antics, like, I just, I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for, you know, his, his teammates and people that are trying to get something done. Um, you know, they fell short last year for one reason or another. So I I do feel bad and it will be a thing, Logan, moving forward. I read the article and I'm not surprised. Um, I'm just not, you know, I, we walk these streets every day, man. Like you like to say, I'm outside. Like I hear the ignorance. I see it. I have the I have the arguments. I don't choose to participate in them all the time. Like, you know, um, I've lost friends and people to COVID. You know, like yeah, a, a good friend of ours. I take her son to football practice every day. She she lost um, someone really dear to her about three weeks ago to COVID. Like, just was a proud anti-vaxer, wow. non-mask wearer, clowned you when you had your mask on, and boom, like COVID got sick. Four days later in the hospital, died. I've also lost friends to the anti-vaxxing rhetoric because I can't listen to that shit. Yep. I don't yep. I don't want to be involved. Like you're kill- you're draining me, bro. Um so I so I, you know, there's a lot there. This is you opened up, it was a pretty broad question, and my answer is is gonna be broad as well. Like I, I'm not surprised. I feel bad for the people in Brooklyn. Um and fundamentally, Logan, like you don't have kids. I do. When you go to register them in a new school every year, forget a new school. Every year it's time for them to go back to the same school. Do you know what the first hurdle you must clear is? Are they vaccinated? If they are not vaccinated, I don't know all the vaccinations that they require. Forgive me in elementary school. Yo ass can't come to school. Now you can choose not to get vaccinated. Or to have your child yeah. vaccinated. But there are repercussions when you make that choice. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, so I, at, at a fundamental level, I just don't understand. Like, this is, okay, in the article, Dr. David Ho, right? The article goes on to say Dr. David Ho, who is a um, is a renowned virologist, has been advising Dave, uh, uh, um, Adam Silver and, and trying to help him navigate covid 
Do you think, yeah. <laughs> Doctor, like this is where we're at? Doctor Ho and and Adam Silver have an agenda. They're part of a larger conspiracy to link you to some friggin' microchip and control black people. Yeah. Man, listen. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure you wanted some sort of like no, level-headed no. response. This is wild to I, me. And it's funny because you talk to there's a there's another player who is and this is the overall sentiment and and within the minority I want to make it clear. This is the minority of the league because 90% of the of the NBA is vaccinated, yes. right? So can this, I, this can is Can I cut I, you off for one more second ahead, and then ahead, I want you to finish ahead, your point. Ahead, because they quote yeah. his auntie, right? I've never met his auntie. I'm mm -hmm. sure she's a great woman. But her quote is saying something to the effect of like, there, there are a lot of other players like Kyrie. No, they're not. By no. definition, they're 90% of them are vaccinated. They're not a whole lot of other players like Kyrie. There are a few. And that goes into my overall point. With You, you said it perfect with his auntie and also Jonathan Isaac, who um, talked about, alluded to, um, get these types of non-vax people, people who are proudly unvaccinated, being bullied into vaccinated as a as a public and, and against their wishes. And my pushback to that is, if you read this article, it seems like the the um, it seems like the unvaccinated are the ones are the ones that are talking the loudest. If that makes yeah. sense, they're the ones that are saying that we are um, having injustice. We our rights are getting taken away from us, and it's like, no, it's not necessarily what it is. By from a sink of numbers, that's not what is happening right now. Because I just reference ninety ninety percent of the of the league is vaccinated. That's higher than the national average. That's higher. It's that it's 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 real. You're the safest you can be in that in that place based on the national average, and. You're talking about putting other people's family at risk when you're not unvaccinated. Avery Bradley was another guy who said he couldn't go to the bubble because, yo, man, I got kids back at home that could that could get the virus, right? And that still holds true today. You have young boys, yes. you have young kids, some under 12. So you're putting everybody at risk. One of my sons, um, my two boys, 14 and 12, are both vaccinated, as are my wife and I and anyone within like arm's distance of us, right? I have an, yeah. I have an immune deficient nine-year-old like mm -hmm. he has a suppressed immune system he deals with stuff we can't afford to take the risks and have him catch covid yeah and but i just feel like when you went as a when you say you're being bullied no you're 10 percent, and you're and you're the and you're let's say this right you're the 10 percent of this uh you're the minority in this whole thing and you're talking about we're our, our rights are getting no also, one that sounds very familiar. We've heard that rhetoric a lot during this time, right, Roger? We've heard that rhetoric, yes. and a they're lot always the loudest. The they're always the loudest, right? It's not the people that are like, "Yo, man, I'm trying to get, I'm trying, I, I need to get vaccinated because I have to go to a be a frontline worker at these things, right?" If you're these people that have, because especially in San Francisco in the Bay Area, like if you're unvaccinated, man, most of the people in Chase Center have to be vaccinated. Not even most people. You can't go into Chase Center if you're not vaccinated. So the, if the only player, only people that are not vaccinated are the players, you're putting, um, you're putting frontline workers at risk, the security at risk, um, the fans at risk that have to go through these protocols to actually watch you play. And I think this is going to be a slippery slope, man. Like this could be a slippery slope in terms of uh, if they made it this way, because by and large, it is the minority and. I, this is why I don't think this is going to go too long because you have – it's going to be just like the bubble in my opinion. You're going to have a 10% that are the loudest that are going to say we're that are railing against vaccines. And then you're going to have Adam Silver who's like, hey, check this out. If stars sit out because they're not vaccinated, that means people aren't going to games. That means that's going to fuck up your pockets. And we saw what happened the last two times the NBA used this, right? It was the bubble where they were like, no, nah, we're not going to play the rest of the season. And the start of the season. And they said, well, you're going to lose. You're going to. No, I'm talking about the bubble okay. when they were going back, remember? Yep. We're, we're, then they're talking about the bubble, right? They, they, they took their ass into a bubble to make that money back. Then they were like, oh, we're going to push it to, to January, to Martin Luther King Day. That's when we'll be more healthy. No, nah, we're going to lose this much. Oh, well, I guess we're going to be on the court. 
So if this happens for star players, and honestly, let me be full transparency. We don't know the demographics of star players that are not vaccinated versus who are vaccinated, right? Like it could just be, uh, we don't even know if Kyrie is or isn't vaccinated. Like I said, it's not, it hasn't been reported yet. We don't know publicly. And so um, that's going to be a slippery slope. Do you think, are you on, on page with me to think that, hey, man, it's going to work itself out because it kind of has to under the current pay structure right now where the country is going? I know this. Money is always going to win. Always. It's always going to win. It's it's a business at the end of the day. It's it's always going to win. How much Adam Silver will take and how much the MBPA will allow members of its leadership, which is a whole other topic I would like to get into, um, to muddy the waters and make a stink and just generally distract from what should be a good NBA season is the question. But money will always win. They, they will get that straight. And the NBA goes on. It's, it's like the NFL in that regard. Now, it's more star-driven for sure. But you can lose a Jonathan Isaac. Hey, bro, you don't, want, you don't want to get vaccinated? We'll holler. Guess what will happen? The show will go on. Right? Like, yes. So if you've got 90% vaccinated, now again, to your point before, don't know how many uh, of the megastars are unvaccinated, but... It, it, the, the, it's going to go on. Money is always going to win. It's, it's just going to win. So I'm with you in that, Logan. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. We know we're in the player player empowerment age, right? We know we're in that age where guys can make decisions, guys can um, really take their future into their hands, and we like and we like this, right? Like we, by and large, I think we we're we we want players to have power in their their um in their situations, but power doesn't mean shit if you don't use it, right? And I think that the players. I think while they have done great things with their power, they have done great with free agency, they have done great with getting people out to vote, and also, ironically, getting people out to get vaccinated, right? They have used their platform and their the player empowerment and all of that for good. Now, they have also used it, honestly, for stuff that I just think is just unnecessary, right? Like, um, talk about the player awards, right? just to have their own award show and be like the NFL and, and make sure, no, it's not the awards that the media puts out because the media doesn't know shit about basketball. Right. And then they, they, then those, those summer shows that you, that you like fought fight and claw to have, have shit ratings. Right. And then you do because you wanted to stick your chest out and say, Hey, we needed to do this. And then it's like stuff like this where, Honestly, man, it's not really that big of a deal, bro. Just go get a shot or just or like or don't play. Right. It's one of those two things. Get a shot or don't play or don't try. Don't get this bread. It's basically the, the decision that you have right now. But I, do you think that the player empowerment movement has just kind of gone too far with certain things? I don't think you can. I'm one of those dudes that like if you if I'm for player empowerment, like I'm for player empowerment, like there's always a risk of of with that power, you're doing really good stuff and then really dumb stuff. Like, so, you know, I, I always am going to be firmly planted on the side of player empowerment. Um, yeah. Do I think they've made some silly decisions with it? Yeah. Do I think they need to check, uh, themselves maybe some more, right? Like checks and balances are always good. Um, you know, within a government or a player's association or what have you, like you need to get some of that in check as, as a leadership body. Like there's some of that that may need to be done better, but I'm, I'm fine with player empowerment because without that, um, you know, you're talking about a different type of institution. Like we're all still making a lot of money, but, but there's gotta be some say if you're the, if you are the, if you are the talent, if you're the one making the show go on. Like, so I'm with that. I, I would never step out of that camp. I think with, uh, the NBA, it's, especially with the NBA players. I think we talked about this, I think last year with media and NBA players where there's it's, we have to realize it's a partnership. I think 
there's still maybe a little bit, especially in this instance, that the players just need to realize that it's a partnership with the league. It's just, that's what it is, right? Like, you want to get what you need, but they need concessions too because at the very – if we go fir, fir, so firmly into the players' uh, interests and everything like that, the league will crumble. If you go fully into the league's interests, the league will crumble. You, you, have, to, you have to have that counterbalance and things like that. And I just think that um, – I think at least in this instance, we've lost sight of that because you juxtapose this with other leagues, Raja, even another, the NFL, who was d- like doing it with, with the vaccinations, right? They're, they're, they are with more players. Right. They are getting the vaccinations right. Um, the WNBA, right, who has 99% of, of vaccinations in their league because they had that partnership. Well, I can't speak for the WNBA. You're you're more well-versed in that than I am. But in the NFL, I mean, that's not surprising to me, even though there are more players, because that league is less about cooperative, like, um, uh, working together type of, this is this is players and owners trying to work together to put out a great product. No, this is a this dictatorship. Is a dictator, bro. Yes. So trip. that's not surprising to me. <laughs> um, I, I also found it interesting, Logan, um, that, you know, and, and slightly obnoxious, that... <laughs> the 10%, like not only are they railing against getting their vaccinations, um, but then they also want all of the, re- all of the mandated like testing and precautions and protocols lifted and sh- changed and shaped. So they're not inconvenienced. Like I just find that really entitled and really obnoxious. And I think I can say this because I was one. It's not surprising to me. Like, we're in that world and we think it revolves around us, everything here. So you talked about all the people in the Chase Center, all the frontline workers, all the people that are making a living, um, trying to support us and making the show go off and doing all of the things that we don't see on a daily night in an arena. And we've got no regard for everything you could do just so you could show up. Just all all you got to do is show up. Right. But I've been that. So I can say (laughs) that. I just, I found that part of the article really interesting and obnoxious. Do you, it was funny because I'm glad you brought up this point. Do you think that it's less about vaccinations and more about the players like being pissed off that they're being told no or that they can't do something? I, eh, I don't think it's less about that. I, I think we'd be, okay. be naive not to at least um, appre- appreciate the fact that that's in, involved in, in their reaction. But yeah, I do think this, you know, this vaccination thing, I think, you know, it's for what one reason or another. I mean, I would have, I mean, shit, man. Think about the major pandemics in the world and when they came up with a vaccine for them. Like, did I mean, clearly we weren't around for that. But I, I would imagine you had people clamoring for the, the polio vaccine. Like, I, 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 like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it elicited this sort of like divide and this sort of, you know, conspiracy theory. But I do think there's a lot of guys in the NBA, or not a lot of guys, sorry, a lot of guys in that camp of 10% of NBAers that are your typical like conspiracy theorist people. Kyrie being the front and center. And here's the problem, right? You talk about uh, misinformation. You look at that article, you talk about Jonathan Isaac. What was he doing last summer? He was looking at YouTube and watching Donald Trump uh, uh, speeches. You could see it in there. And then he grew a distrust for um, science and Dr. Fauci's work. And which is crazy to me is like, this is this is the the dichotomy of NBA player that really like fucks with me, because the same attitude of defiance actually helps you on the court is the same thing that is like kind of gets you fucked up and the ego right where you're like yo man I and we see this all the time you're gonna fucking try to discredit someone who's dedicated their life to science yeah. right and you get mad on the back end when someone critiques your game a game that you have built your life working out at, well right? Done. You've built your life, right? Well done. You see what yeah, I'm well doing, done, right? Well done. But like, but I've seen this with NBA players in general where like they have the audacity right now um, where they're saying, and I get it because it works and it helps you on the floor. Like you have to have the audacity of just to be like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm about to hit this shot. I don't give a fuck about that, that statistic. I'm going to shoot right now. You need that. But I think you're seeing this in business with NBA players where they're making these media companies, right? And they're saying like, hey, 
Um, I can do this better than you. I, Logan, I'm better at this than you are. And like, I've dedicated my life to being a media member and, and doing this journalism shit and writing. And then all of a sudden you come in and you're like, hey man, I'm gonna pick this media company. We're gonna make it pop. It don't work that way. The same work ethic that you need for to be on the court is the same work ethic you need overall. And that goes into this misinformation shit where, dude, you're looking at a YouTube video with hella typos and hella like dudes with um, well, like who say, who have their like face blanked out and it says like former FBI agent or whatever. But like you see all these videos and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, that discredits a man or somebody or scientists that have dedicated their life to this shit. Me and you, Raja, we couldn't go to a, a science lab and tell them what to do. We we don't know the first thing, bro. I'm not good at math and biology. I was I sucked at that, bro. I'm gonna fucking go to the scientists who do this on a daily basis. But you see, you're starting to see this now with um, just athletes and people in general who are like trying to take shortcuts to get information, right? And you're not seeing them go to New York Times. You're not seeing them go to the Washington Post. You're seeing them go to, the, I don't know what they're looking at on these pages, right? Where it's just these people who are doing these unverified speeches. I just don't, this misinformation is really bad, Raja. And it that's when you get articles like this where it's talking about the the 10% as opposed to the 90% that is vaccinated. So that was my spiel, Raja. Go ahead with that, with what you, with what you will. First of all, like Jonathan Isaacs, Leonard Hamilton, come get your man, bro. I know Ham. We go way back. Come get your young fella, man. He needs to take another couple courses at Florida State, dog. Like, he needs a little bit. Um, Dr. Fauci. This is why this is why you athletes need to go to class, Rob. Yeah, straight why up. you athletes need to go straight to class, up, man. I didn't, I'm just saying. I didn't see the importance of it then. I see it now. Um, <laughs> Dr. Fauci, correct me if I'm wrong. And please do, because I but yeah. he's worked yeah. in three different White Houses. Am I correct? Bro, he was he was on front line for, for AIDS. AIDS. He AIDS was epidemic, awarded bro. the Presidential Medal Medal of 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 something by by George W. Bush for his work with AIDS. Yeah. Like, and that virus. Like, what are, who the fuck? Which is still an epidemic, by the way. Yeah, but who the hell are are we? I'm not even, like, pointing fingers. Who are we to to be questioning, <laughs> questioning, like, Dr. Fauci's Raja. ability to stand up and address Raja. a nation in regards to what it needs to do to help control a virus? I It is laughable. This is the thing, though, but it's, 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 it's bigger than that. It's when... When um, politicians are politicizing this this untruth shit, right, and other people are politicizing this, and it's not just in like when I was growing up, and I'm sure I'm sure to a certain extent when you were growing up, bro, like all those misinformation campaigns were largely like in the you would get laughed they at, got if you squashed, yeah, you like squashed that. that, you got yeah. squashed really fast. But when it's when it's coming into the mainstream media and things like that, and we are giving this light and giving this misinformation light, that's the problem with this shit, right? When you're giving when you're giving like the ten percent minority like full reign to speak on this unchecked, that's when we have a problem because we're not talking to bro. I this is where. We need to like really because this is why I stopped honestly getting on Twitter. Because if you look on Twitter, these people you're they're talking about Kyrie, and you think that this is like a really big thing. When you look at this, this is ten percent of the pop of the of the the NBA population, and they're the ones that are going to have to get vaccinated just because of money. They're I, I think that they're going to get vaccinated off top, off rip because there's just too much money at stake. But if you go into an NBA locker room, if I'm going to media day right now. I know that they're going to they're going to they're going to make sure that I have my vaccination card. They're going to make sure everybody has their vaccination card and then before you can even see the players, right? So basically, it's you putting me at risk and my family at risk, bro. It's not the other way around. You need to get on your shit. And so when you when you see that, it's not as polarizing as you think, but we're giving this voice, unchecked voice to this 10% who are really misinformed. <laughs> And it's a it's a product of this whole thing because these same people, they're saying it's funny because Jonathan Isaac is saying the same rhetoric that the people at the Capitol riots who he that the large majority of the NBA railed against 
He's saying the you're same rhetoric as they are because they're getting their same information same, from the same, the same place. Source. Roger? You're caught. You're caught. You're caught in the. Uh, what do they call that? The uh, the not the matrix. I mean, it is the matrix. But what is? It? I'm looking for a word when you're when you're searching. You lost in the sauce. Lo- yeah, I mean, whatever that looks like, right? You're in that algorithm, and it keeps showing up on your yeah. phone. That's what you're yeah. in, right? You're caught in that, and you're the only yeah. information being fed to you now is that dumb stuff. Um, and then they're saying, "I just want to have a conversation." It's like, shut no, there, stop. No. You ain't because you're not. You're not trying to have a conversation. You're, you're not. not. Um, let me just say this about leadership. Um, I think it's important for the MBPA, right? Every team I've ever been on, any organization I've ever been in, um, any business I've ever been around, if they had success and if they were good and if they were ran well, your leadership was stable. Your leadership did not, your leadership did not come in from day to day as different people. You didn't have to worry about whether that leader was in a good mood today, a bad mood today whether they were going to speak to you today, whether they were not going to speak to you today. They didn't concern themselves with conspiracy theory type of rhetoric where you'd have to, you had a steady hand, a steady emotion, someone who served as a beacon like of light in a storm. Was it part of the storm or whipping the storm or like they were a steady hand and that's what leadership is about. And I mean, our country experienced it. Um, I think the MBPA needs to, you know, it can't always be a popularity contest. Star-driven. Can't. Now, I looked at their board. We did it right before we came on. It doesn't appear to be that yeah. way. There's some names on there that aren't aren't the biggest stars. It doesn't now, though, but they just had elections. Like, LeBron used to be on the executive committee. Like, Chris Paul used to be on the executive committee. Chris Paul... As, as, and I'm saying this as someone who's a huge fan of Chris Paul and what he's done. He also made it great to get the Supermax later in your career, something that he's gr- like greatly benefited from. So when you have these stars doing this, this happens in every league. When you have stars on the executive committee, you start getting stuff. Like it's human nature. You start getting stuff catered towards stars in the, in the 10%. And, and that like that 10% or whatever that 10% is, you start getting... The high, the higher one percent, you start getting that to that point where they are all taken care of, and everybody else just isn't. And so, it has recently. C.J. McCollum is now a, the president of it, but it was Chris Paul used to be, and LeBron used to be on the um, executive committee, right? And as great as those guys are, and we both acknowledge that they are great people, they still, ha- they still, human nature is going to say that they're going to take care of themselves first, and then figure out everything later. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> look, I don't, I don't know CP3 like that, and I, I, I guess I was around and in some of those meetings, and I, maybe I just didn't, I wasn't experiencing it that way. I was at a different point in my life. I was worried about other things. I would, you know, people who who act emotionally, like I, for me, for example, like when you talked about me on most teams, I was the emotional leader of teams. There was a difference between being an emotional leader of a team and being the true leader of a team. I was a highly emotional person, like would come in some days and sure. not be the best example for people in that locker room. Not, you know what I mean? You'd yeah. have to worry about, oh shit, is he on that shit today or not? For those reasons, I can't be your leader. I can be your emotional leader. So people who are wired like that sometimes, um, and I, 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 I've worked with Kyrie. I know, I know that sometimes he's on that. You just got to be careful about those people being your leaders. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month. 
just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. The thing is, though, and it's like this doesn't get spoken up enough, bro. One, we're all trying to figure this shit out. And two, like, I, me and Kyrie's around the same age. I couldn't imagine being on, like, having so much. I, I couldn't imagine having so much power around this age like that and being in charge of so much bread like that, right? And so I want to juxtapose this with a quote from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that Rolling Stone piece. And Kareem was dropping some bangers. He was dropping some hits. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, he said, the NBA should insist that all players and staff are vaccinated or remove them from the team. There is no room for players who are willing to risk health and lives of their teammates, the staff, and fans simply because they are unable to grasp the seriousness of the situation or do the necessary research. What I find especially disingenuous about the vaccine deniers is their arrogance at disbelieving immunology and other medical experts. Yet, if their child was sick or they themselves needed emergency medical treatment, how quickly would they do exactly what those experts told them to do? Yo, Mm -hmm. he's... And then here's one. Here's another thing. I want to read this other quote beforehand. They are failing to live up to the responsibilities that come with celebrity. Athletes are under no obligations to be spokespersons for the government, but this is a matter of public health. By not encouraging their people to get the vaccine, they're contributing to these deaths. I'm also concerned with how this perpetuates this, the stereotype of dumb jocks who are unable to look at verified scientific evidence and reach a rational conclusion. A lot from Kareem. Kareem was dropping bars. Uh, Mm. Kareem, who was more of an activist than a lot of these people, right? Like, and I say that, I say that knowing like what it takes and reading up on what it takes to be an activist, dude, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to be this way for everyone, right? And so that's why it's so dangerous when a Kyrie Irving or a Jonathan Isaac are um, you know, Jonathan Isaac in particular, because I, I, I want to be careful with Kyrie Irving because, again, this is also another problem with Kyrie is that, like, he has a lot of other people speaking for him. And, like, I don't know what – I can't differentiate what he says out of his mouth versus what other people say for him. So it's like he's in this gray area where he won't speak. And I, and I got to ask other people around him how he feels. And then he can always have the built-in excuse of, well, you didn't ask me, Right. And so I try to be, so we can go to Jonathan Isaac because he is specifically on record with this. That's why it's very dangerous to put like your, put all your opinions on what a celebrity thinks, bro. They're just like us with a whole bunch more money and access, right? Like they don't, come on, they man. don't, we can't expect a celebrity to fucking and they're read not, as they're much not as just like as us. us. Like they're not. And I would, I would, they're not like I'm, some, some are, but l- I played in the NBA, right? And most mm-hmm. of the stars that you would look to um, as role models, like I was not one, maybe for a couple kids, but not overall, right? Like I didn't have that level of success or celebrity. A lot of those dudes don't have stories that would like allow them to understand what you're going through or, or to share any sort of like mutual experiences. So they're not just like you. They're not, they yeah, are in the yeah. fact that they're human beings and they, you know, they walk and they I talk meant. and they breathe and they tie their shoes. Like, yeah, for sure. But, you know, looking up and taking someone's word for that, who's 27 years old and was the best basketball player in the world since he was 12 and has been treated like such, they don't have anything in common with you. They can't understand where you're coming from. But they're trying to speak for us, right? And that's the thing. It's like like Kyrie Irving, for instance. Damn it, I don't want to talk about Kyrie. A normal NBA yeah. player, for instance, right? Probably played AAU. Like, we, I already know what it is like for AAU, bro. You're on the road every single day. You're in gyms all the time, every weekend. You're not worried about, you're taught to worry about just the game. And rightfully so. If this is your dream, this is what you want to do, right? Like, this is your sole focus. You put your whole focus into that. You're not thinking about other stuff. This is the, probably when you're in the NBA, 
it's probably the first time you have this much free time on your hands, right? Like after practice, you guys from like two to 11 o'clock, you're playing video games. You're like, you're, you just have all this time to do whatever you want to do, especially when you're single before you have kids, you're at the crib or you with your partners. Right. And, um, you're so isolated from the world. And so I think that it's hard to like when you think about what a celebrity is and what they do and how they are isolated from the world. When you really get the dichotomy, you know this as much as I do, Roger, because you were a celebrity adjacent. You know what they kind of go through by and large, where they don't really they're they're not in the same world that we're in. They don't even live the same life that we're in. So they're thinking about all these things, and that's who people listen to to get their guidance. And that is just so wild to well, that me. is dangerous it's so wild but that it, it it brings home and it and it it makes uh kareem's quote even more poignant for me like because i was a lucky young black man i didn't i i liked watching michael jordan play basketball and i liked watching i don't know andre dawkins play play baseball and 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 people like that but they weren't my role models my role model was my dad mm-hmm Right. Yeah. My role model was my mom, my uncles, my aunts. I had a very solid family. And for that, I'm forever grateful and super blessed. But not everyone has that. And then it becomes even more important to Kareem's point. For these young black men who are being looked upon to set the example and to be role models and to, you know, provide some sort of, I don't know, roadmap to success, if you will, for a generation of kids, they may not be as lucky as I was becomes even more important that they do it. And they respect the fact that it's their responsibility and whether they like it or not, it's happening. Right. And that's there with that comes responsibility, Logan. Do you know what I mean? That's big responsibility. And I'm not saying that I would be equipped. I was not, I was so stupid, still am, but even more so when I was 25, 26 years old, so stupid. But I think, you know, I, I think that uh, what we talk about that African-Americans are um, you know, more likely to get COVID, right? And people of color are more likely to get COVID, these poorer communities. This is not this is not just a matter of black and white, but this is a matter of access, right? I was, um, you know, a few weeks ago, I was at a uh, I was at a I was at a homie's house and they have, you know, they have a lot of money, right? They have a lot of money. Uh, well, more money than like, you know, the average person they have, they, you know, not like super rich, but you know, have the house, have the kids, their kids are, you know, schools taken care of and things like that. The American dream, basically. Right. They have all these things and, um, I'm chilling and, you know, their kids are watching the game or watching the game, doing their homework, um, getting quizzed. Uh, on certain things. They just have just this access to a lot of things. We're able to do their homework, you know, read read a lot more than the average kid and things like that. And also watch the game, uh, get uh, questions asked, just like critical theory questions, like just, just, just getting their brain stimulated, right? Whereas also I grew up on the other side of that where kids just don't have access to... Um, you know, libraries, even if they see it in their neighborhood, they just don't feel like it's that attainable, right? They don't have access, you know, I say read the New York Times and the Washington Post. Guess what? That takes money, bro. That's that's $10 a month that could go to something else when you are poor, right? So when you talk about access, you don't really have the means to get the education. The school system in Oakland is so trash. It's so bad. That's why I didn't go to school in Oakland. And I had parents that were trying to get me out of district because the schools were bad. This is public school. We are in America, right? You don't you don't have that same access. And then you have to and then you would have to pay for private school, which is even more money. This is a capitalist society. So we can rail against kids and stuff for the celebrity culture and things like that. But that's the only free bit of information that these people get because they can't afford yeah. to know and they can't afford to be smart. Or if they do, they have to go above and beyond and someone has to buy in and help them. So that's when you talk about, that's why misinformation helps, like is so 
rampant and it's so like it's dangerous. It's so bad. It's so dangerous. Thank you, Roger. It's so dangerous because you have these people who don't have the means to get the information and the people that they look up to are not on their shit. And that's why that's dangerous when when Jonathan Isaac says some bullshit like that the way Facts. he says because p- people look up to him who don't have the means and who don't have anything else and all they see is an NBA player saying this shit and they're like, "Well, I don't have anybody else telling me. I don't I don't even know what a medical professional is. I don't I can't even see a nurse. I don't even know what that is, bro." So, that's why it's so dangerous and that's why you have to be very careful when you're at this level of what you say. And honestly, sometimes being silent is enough in this case. Instead of saying some bullshit, just be quiet, bro. You know what, Logan? I bro, bro I mean, listen, I don't know how, listen, I'm a, I get into this all the time. I argue with people about this shit all the time. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm not the smartest person in the world. Like, I, I, I got it. I, I know I'm not no, the smartest know, person know, in the but, world. But there's something to be said for that, right? There's something to be said for understanding yeah. that. Um, do you know what? I, there is one thing that I get up here or I would even around my friends really get up and argue tooth and nail because I feel like I know it better than you. Yeah. It's fucking basketball. It's basketball. Now, I will talk about a lot of things, but if your area of expertise happens to be the centerpiece of this conversation, right, and I am not well enough versed in it to to either hold my water or, you know, have a counterpoint to your point, I don't do it because I don't know. When we talk about basketball, this is why me and you have clear... This is why me and you are clear in a lot of ways, but specifically we have boundaries in this, right? I don't go too far into basketball nitty-gritty because I have a basketball player right here to tell me, right? Someone who's lived it. You always defer to me when it comes to media shit because, like, here, by and large, you only know for a certain a, a certain thing. And I want to get into one thing, and I really want to get your opinion on this, right? And I want to also be careful with my words on this because it could get discredited and misinformation and things like this. But what I'm saying is because this is why it's, this is also showing why it's so hard to be an activist, right? Because especially like right now with activism in the NBA, it started to get even marketed, right? Like, hey, we have this social justice initiative and we're going to have such and such talk about it. Right. We're going to have such and such talk about these things. This professional basketball player talking to me about activism for no other reason than he or she or they or whatever is black or a person of color. We're just going to have them talk about their experiences. Right. Which also is a very thing that you should do. You should listen to your black and brown people. However, you sh- I think that we're getting lost in the fact that. These people have to be educated, man. These people have to actually know what they're talking about and not spit out conspiracy theories to people that look like them, right? Yeah. They, they shouldn't. We have to have certain people who are well-versed in these things who have dedicated. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has dedicated his life to this post-basketball, dedicated his life to this during basketball, dedicated his life to this period. I, I, we don't have to have make sure prop because it's unfair to prop up everybody as an activist. It's just not. I think of Kyrie as somebody like an Eldridge Cleaver, right? Who was one of the original members of the Black Panther Party, who um, railed out against racism and all these things. Then he got disillusioned and became became on went on the side of the very people he was who he says he was fighting for, um, and just because he was just disillusioned in a lot of these things. And I feel like Kyrie in the beginning wanted to do the, wanted to do right. Right. He's, and let's not discredit the other shit he's done paying for WNBA players to who, when their season was messed up to make sure that they had a salary, right. Making sure he's also sitting in on these city council meetings and things like that and making sure he's sitting in on these things. But Man, you got to put your life into it. And it's, I'm just saying that it's just hard. It's hard to, it's just hard. You know what? It's a really good point. And in fairness to Kyrie, because we don't, I don't want to make it about Kyrie either. I've said before, I know right. his heart right. seems to be in the right place. Like he does a For lot sure. of great stuff. Um, but I think kind of what I'm taking away from it, or at least this is my thought. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is what, 70-some years old? Yep. You know, with age come experiences. You know, with experience comes, like, vision and clarity. Um, you, you lack that at a young age. It's not your fault. Like, your heart can be in the no. right place, but you, 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 you're... Your opinions are shaped by those experiences, right? And those visions and those, you know, successes and failures and understanding of, of, of someone else's perspective on what you're looking at. Like, and I, and when I was 25, I had no ability to say, all right, Raj, step back. Cause you're looking at it through your, your eyes, right? This is your lens, your prism. Step away from that. Walk around the outside of it and try to look at it from the other side of it. Can you do that? Yeah. I couldn't. I was, it, it was, I was locked in on me. I was, it was me. It took me having children, Logan, and a family. And, and it's still, when I first had kids, it was still about me. Like it took, it took time and I'm, and I'm a work in progress. So I only say that to say when I, again, when I was 25, 26, 27, it was impossible. I was only looking at it through one lens, had no experiences that would have shaped a, a well-rounded opinion of what I was talking about. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. It's required. It's, it, it, you know, especially when you're talking about something like activism. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're not talking about running pick and roll or, you know, like how much you tip the bartender at, at the end of the day. You ain't talking about that. You're talking about activism. That's a life. That's a lifelong body of work. It's like, yeah, man. And I think that this, the thing that we're seeing right now with NBA players and like, dude, I get it. But I think NBA players need to realize, man, especially right now, or NBA players and players at large, because they, I feel like everybody's been propped up and not not even, it's not even their fault, man. Like, dog, a lot of players are just saying, bro, don't kill me because I'm black. Don't kill me. Don't fucking shoot me in the back, dude. That's a, that's a fine request, right? But they're not thinking about policy. That's not their job to think about policy, right? So, um, but it's funny because I, 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 I want to be very clear. I am pro-vax and I, do believe that um, players should get vaccinated, if only because, motherfucker, I'm about to be in these locker rooms, dog, <laughs> and I got a family and I got shit, and I th- just for that alone, yeah. right? But you, I think you're seeing NBA players in a sense that yo, they have to use their brain power for something else, and it's not working because throughout, you can attest to this as an NBA player, Raja, your whole life is predicating on proving people wrong and telling the people that they don't know shit. Right. Like if you were if somebody were to say at that Atlanta Hawks thing, hey, Roger, you ain't an NBA player, bro. You're not good. If you were to say, OK, I guess I'm not an NBA player, then you wouldn't be talking to me Correct. right now. Right. Correct. You would not be talking to me. So if somebody like you put that on a bigger level of vaccine, they have to. It's not like you can turn this off. It's not like you can turn that off. When you hear somebody telling you, nah, man, you got to get vaxxed, bro. No, you can't go on the court unless you're vaxxed. They're like, what? I'm an NBA player. What are you talking about? I'm the reason why all this shit exists. Mm. Fuck you. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yes. Right? I mean, but I'm talking about star ego and yes. all that shit. Like, fuck you. I'm the reason why we're here. Right? They're not looking outside of themselves. And that's the problem. That's where we're at right that's now. Very They're fair. not looking outside that's of fair. themselves. And so I think eventually it's going to get done. I, if you ask me what's going to happen, I think it's going to get done. If for only re- the reason that it's going to suit the richest, the, the highest common denominator's interest. That's really all it is going to come down the to. The money. And I think it's, it's going to work be the money. But I would just, I mean, ask Carl Anthony Towns if he would, like, do you know what I mean? Like, people who, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, that man, his whole life was turned upside down. I, I read all, He lost his dude, mom, bro. I was reading an article this morning about, like, you know, him in the aftermath of that and what he was going through last season and, 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 like that's a world, and, you know. So if it doesn't affect you, I, you know, you just challenge people, dude. If it doesn't affect you, um, and you haven't been affected by it, like, find someone near to you, find someone close to you, and and talk to them. Someone who's been affected by it like that, and see if that doesn't change. See yeah. if you can't then look outside of yourself. Yeah, man. You and it's funny because again, like, they're not taught to look outside. Athletes aren't taught to look outside of themselves. They're taught to have tunnel vision. Why? Because I need to get this bag. I need to get this contract. I need to set up shit for my family. You know, I need to, I need, I, I'm, I was the, in some cases, bro, I was the, I, this is all I got. Hey, no, you're absolutely, and this is all you're absolutely gonna, you right. Know? But it's, it's, can, can we just, can I take it from this big heavy topic and just put it into like why yeah. teams sometimes don't like work out? Because that's true. Not everyone can give up a part of themselves 
to be on a team. It's why you see stars sometimes earlier in their career until they're secure in who they are. Bag is secure and all of the whatnot. Only then can they say, all right, I'm ready to go to a team and try to win a championship because, you know, they're trying to win one early, but it's got to be on their their own terms. They got to be the one to do it. Sure. Sometimes you got to give up some of yourself. I think yeah. I, I've had players like real talk. Yeah, I said to a player once, I'm not going to say any names. Man, if if you just play some defense, man, like we just need a little bit of defense out of that. We'd be a much better team. So he looked at me and said, hey, sometimes asking somebody to play defense just takes away from their offense. Which is actually right. Which isn't wrong. Which is, but it, <laughs> it's funny. But that's isn't not wrong. the point. The point is we're not yeah, going to win yeah. unless you play some defense. And like maybe that's you true. give up a little bit of offense to play some defense because that helps us. But that was not what All said right. player was interested in. He was he wa- he wanted to play. Oh, you see that like with like I'd say like a Carmelo Anthony, right? Great player. Great player. Made a lot of decisions for Carmelo Anthony that didn't necessarily mean he was going to win a title, right? There was a, there was chances for him to leave, and now he might win a title this year. Why? Because you know he's taking a lesser role. He's diminished, obviously. His skills are diminished, but like you know, might win a title because he's a role player. So that's that's how it is. But man, like it is a heavy topic. Uh, yeah, I just I yeah, that's what we have right now, man. I think it's all going to work itself out. Um, Dollar, and dollars honestly, and cents, like, baby. Dollars and cents are still a, like a little under a month till the season starts. Look at that Johnson and Johnson get jabbed up real quick. There's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> I think all these players are going to get their vaccine. All players that want to play. The problem is, though, like if Kyrie doesn't want to get vaxxed, we talked about this last week, that motherfucker might retire. And I really believe he would. I, like, I, I think he would walk away from all this off principle just off of that alone. Hey, I mean... What does that do to the Brooklyn Nets? I think he's the only How one. How does that work for Brooklyn? Like, what do they get? Do they get, I mean, they get all their money back, right? No, 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 no. I think they, I think he still gets burnt. I think he still if gets If you, if you know. walk That's away not, from the NBA? If you retire, if you retire. If you get what you, no, you know, you ain't getting paid for the next three years as saying I retire right now. I yeah, mean, they get their cap space yeah. back, go back. You People want to play with James Harden and Kevin Durant, you'd be all right. Yeah, you'd be all right, bro. And <laughs> also, Kevin and, and Kevin and uh, Kevin also got COVID too. Like, you got teammates that have, this has affected your locker room, dude. You know, everybody that I heard that got COVID does not want to get COVID again. <laughs> Twice, yes, yes. Um, but that's where we're all right now. Quick tidbits before we get out of here. Um, Daryl Morey, uh, Sixers trade GM, him, says trade that him. confirmed him. Got to trade, trade him. him. It's, it's, it's over, over, right? It's you have to yes. trade him. Um, we've talked about Ben Simmons enough here. Uh, what do he say? My bad. I interrupted you. What do he say, though? No, it's fine. He just he just said that they asked for the, the normal GM shit. Asked for a trade. We're focused on the players that are here and focused on building a championship team. Like normal shit that they you know what they would they would do. Um, oh, and uh, and then he asked for a trade to Chicago, which seems like. Chicago will be a lot of dudes. I don't know if it makes them a title contender, but it'll be a good team. Like, it'll be what Chicago's kind of always been, right? That team that just fucking pushes the really tough, hard-nosed team that pushes a team to the brink, but by and large doesn't win a title. I found it real interesting. I Like, Doc Rivers got on Stephen A. Smith's show last week to clarify the statement. Did you see that? You didn't see that? Stephen A. had him on. They shot the shit for a minute, and then just, I guess, organically organically it was it, it kind of came up about the quote that that doc had at the end of last season about not knowing whether they could win a championship with with Ben Simmons oh yeah and so yeah, he yeah, went yeah, on a clear so, yeah, I just found yeah. the timing of having doc on when doc is never on really funny like and it was almost yeah it was almost like the Sixers front office was like hey man we need you to get up there I was walk that back we bro. need you to get up there right now try to get this shit back in like can I can I tell you another thing it's funny like uh like now that I'm, it's funny now that I'm now where I'm at as a media member. Like when I first started as a media member, it was like no one would ever talk to me. Like never would never talk to me. Like or whatever, right? And you're thinking like, why would they like? Why would they talk to me? They should be silent. They don't need me. They don't do anything. But when you get to this certain level, like a Stephen A. or like a thing like that, bro, PR reps are like, bro, you need to talk. Like relax, yo, hey, bro, you need to talk for all of our. And like Joel Embiid is walking the shit back. Is too. it really? It's just like. Yeah, like, yo, man, it's, I, I think it's too far gone, bro. It's way too far gone, I think. But, like, also, 
Get Ben Simmons up in here real quick, and he could be a trade piece down the line because, you know, long game, maybe trade for Dame, huh? Huh? Trade for Dame if that don't work out. Like, there's a lot of things that you can wait out. Like, it's not the worst thing to keep Ben Simmons right now if he's on board for what it is right now. You could, like, par- maybe parlay him to ba- for Bradley Beal or parlay him for Dame. You never know. I think it's so funny how to, like, the power balance shifts in, in an equation like that, right? Like... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just take time. Ben just As waited, time goes ben on, waited yeah. him out, like waited him out. And now you got a head coach and a superstar at Mike's lobbying to get you right back, bro. I think that's so Yeah, dog. It's crazy, man. Oh, oh goodness. Funny. The NBA season is here, we back, baby. baby. It's here. We're back. We back, baby. All right, man. Let me get my real one. I can I get my real one off. Sasha Mack. Oh. I need, I need, I need the drum roll, please. I need. I need my music. We need to get ready. We need to go. The, the autumn wind is a motherfucking raider. Oh, we are three and zero, baby. We're three and zero, baby. Over the Dolphins, baby. Three and zero for the first time. Check it. Nineteen years, baby. The autumn wind is a raider. Silver and black, just win, baby. R.I.P. Al Davis. We out here. We out here. I don't know here. if I accept We're that. Ready. I don't know if I can and accept that. I don't know if I can accept that. I don't know if I can accept that. Oakland, Las Vegas, L.A. Raiders. I don't baby. know if I can accept that unless you also include. A name. You don't get to just say the Raiders. You must say a player. No, no, no. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I, I need it. you to do it. that. I got it. All right. We, we do this on the real ones. Derek Carr, I owe you an apology, Flowers, man. sir. Flowers. I owe you flowers, sir. I owe you flowers. You're playing like Rich Gannon in his prime, baby. <laughs> You're playing like Kenny Stabler, baby. You're willing to deal it. We're ready to go. Play, play the theme music. The autumn wind is a raider. We are back, and we might go four and twelve, but it doesn't matter because we're back. The propaganda machine is back, baby. Yes, Let's sir. go. We are here. Also, also, just want to give a quick shout out. I'm uh, to the the one Dallas Wings. Okay, you're not lot. You, you they, they had they played they had played a phenomenal game against the Chicago Sky last week in the play-in game. Raja, next year I'm gonna we're going to get a powwow and I'm going to have you watch the play-in game for the WNBA because they're having first two rounds or first round or knockouts. They're one-game knockouts, first two rounds. So they played the Sky. The Dallas Wings, um, Satu Sabali, Izzy, Arike um, Agumbawale played, went toe-to-toe against Candace Parker, almost won. Almost won. They were down 21 points, came all the way back. Yo, man, shout out to Dallas. Shout out to Oak Cliff. Shout out to Irving, Texas. Dallas Wings, teams on the rise. Honorable mention. I see you. The WNBA is in a good place. We locked in. Real one of the week, Oakland, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Raiders. (laughs) And then honorable mention, Dallas Wings. Raja Bell, who you got? Fair. Um, So my real one of the week is going to be the New York Yankees and one wow. Giancarlo, a.k.a. Mm. Mike Stan. Sorry, bro. I know you changed your name. Um, when did the weekend? What's that? The, the, the uh, Yankees-Red Sox rivalry down one, maybe two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Won three in a row. Swept, swept Boston in Boston. And Giancarlo was just hitting bombs over the, the the green monster man like timely bombs like uh, it just ripped their heart out and they left the series up one in the ALE okay. so like Yankees had a great weekend like I'm looking for where do you where do you fall on to the on the Red Sox Yankees rivalry are you are you a New York oh, guy on that I think I lean New York because my wife and and yeah. family's from New York but I don't really have a rooting interest in that series uh as an Oakland A's fan and the my official minor league team of the New York Yankees, I, I push I push for the Yankees over the Red Sox on that one. I just I just push. I just I think I love New York arrogance. I just do. Like you, we're better than you, and like we, you know, I just like when when cities do that. I just love when cities do that. But just like really believe that they're better than you. I just like. Um, I want to give a second shout out. All right, if you'd allow me to go, go football and get in my f- football bag real quick. I want to give a shout out to Justin Fields, though he played poorly, um, or at least the end result was really poor. He's a real one for just going out there and understanding. He's a professional quarterback. He knows goddamn well that game plan sucks. He knows Matt Nagy is trying to get him killed. He knows that going out there, Logan. And he soldiered it up, and he almost got killed. 
The man was sacked nine times. The game plan was the game plan was as bad a game plan, not by my like uh, uh, opinion. Multiple NBA sources, I mean NFL sources, this morning I'm watching. It was god awful. And uh, uh, I got to give a shout out to Justin Fields, real one, not because he performed, but because you went out there knowing, looking at those plays and that game plan, <laughs> that you were about to get decapitated, and you did yeah, your job. Yeah, so, real yeah. one, good for you, Justin. Hey, Fields. man. Yo, NFL players are sick, bro. Y'all put y'all bodies through the ringer, huh? But, um, <laughs> hey, man, who you got tonight? Monday night, Cowboys, uh, about Eagles. them Cowboys, bro? I'm an Eagles fan, though. Sorry to Mom Dukes. I know she's... I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a, I'm, no, my, mom, my, mom's, my mom's an Eagles fan. I know, fan. I know. Eagles as fan. I'm saying, I, I apologize. Fan. And I apologize to yeah. all my family. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going with Dak Prescott and them boys. Mm, yo, I was in L.A. last week for the... Um, for the Chargers, uh, Cowboys. I was just in. I, w- I didn't go to the game, but I was in L.A. Dude, the Cowboys propaganda is going, man. There was. Oh, yeah. I was in Inglewood. I was driving around Inglewood, dog. There was so many. There was so many Cowboys fans. So many Weedin boys. So many. We're better than you. So many. Yeah, yeah. And it was just. Mm, I just respected. I as 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 you see the Raiders propaganda that I have. I respect a good propaganda yeah. machine. Only, and the only outdone by maybe the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, I think the Raiders have number yeah. two. I think, yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah. That was re- really I th- love this episode. Um, make sure you guys check out the full Ringer slate. Make sure you check out obviously Ruins. Um, check out the mismatch. Check out uh, group chat. Check out the answer. Um, make sure you check out everything else on our Ringer slate. Check out Black Girl Songbook with who? Mm, Rajabell Legend Danielle Smith. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Raja mm, Bell. Vallejo legend, Crest Side Cloud, CC, Sabathia. Ooh. Make sure you check out 60 songs that define the 90s with Rob Hervella. Really great. Hey, Raja, really great Outcast episode talking about Rosa oh. Parks. You should go check oh, that out, honestly. Word. It's a really good one. Um, and we will see you guys next Monday. Holla. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.